1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 405. That's right, 405, folks. I've managed to last this long. I'm really looking forward to this interview. We've got a returning guest. It's Justin from Le- Learn Dash, um, And I've got my um, co-host, Cindy Nicholson, with me. Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself to the viewers?
2: Sure. Just hi, everyone. Cindy Nicholson here from thecoursewhisperer.com, where I help people who are wanting to create online courses.
1: Certainly do. What's the temperature like? Is it warming up? In, the,
2: in It the... is. It's actually a pleasant day today for a change, but we're supposed to have rain on the weekend. So, But Ooh. we don't have any snow. I was asked that yesterday if we had any snow here. So definitely not this time of year.
1: Right. And we've got Justin. Justin, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers?
0: Yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm Justin Fairman. I'm co founder of Learn Dash, which is an LMS plugin for WordPress for creating and selling online courses.
1: All right. And before we go into the main part of the interview, folks, we'll be covering everything Learn Dash 3.0, a fantastic update. Yeah. I've been playing with it myself, and I'm really impressed. We'll be discussing some of the new features and um, and the struggle that Justin has gone through to get this amazing product to you. Uh, um, but before that, I just want to quickly talk about one of my great sponsors, and that's Kinsta Hosting. And Kinsta only specialising in WordPress hosting. And if you're looking um, for a great hosting provider for your Dash project, um, they're fantastic. They've got all the... Um, latest technology, latest version of PHP, staging site, one-click update, and um, we host a lot of our client sites on Kinsta. Can't recommend them um, more. And the main thing they use Google Cloud as their backbone, but you get fantastic twenty-four-seven support from people that really care. And it's just a fantastic setup and really great value. So go and have a look at kinsta.com. So, Justin, Learn-3.0, a mega project that you've been going through for a number of months. What are some of the key features that you're you're the most proud of of this new um, level of learning management system?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has been a, a great project, uh, a long one. I remember I first teased it February 2018, um, and we released in at the end of May. So it was a long journey, uh, but we got there. And in terms of features, I mean, the things that I like the most are probably the uh, least exciting for a user, but what our users are really loving are our new focus mode, um, which is just a new environment when you're taking a course to help um, with... Continue. Uh, sorry, to help with the course completion rates and to help a learner continue through the uh, course content, and also um, we updated all our visuals. So all our templates, um, our profile, we made it super simple to create a login and a registration uh, for the LMS, which can be a challenge, especially on WordPress uh, because so many plugins leverage the the native WordPress functionality as they should. Uh, But sometimes that can be confusing and and hard to customize. And so we made a really beautiful login and registration process for online courses as well. So uh, there's a lot into that uh, that goes into this project. There's a lot behind the scenes. The new builders, course builder and quiz builder that we have are in a league of their own. And so uh, we're really proud of those as well. So it's it's a very comprehensive update. We really just addressed everything from front to back over the past few years of feedback we've been getting. And uh, the response so far has been overwhelmingly positive.
1: Yeah, I think you've done a great job, actually. I've been very impressed. Over to you, Stephen.
2: Yeah, so thanks, Justin, for joining us today. I uh, I actually want to drill down a little bit more in terms of what you're talking about with these updates. Because, you know, when I'm working with clients, one of their biggest concerns is kind of the whole course, you know, how do I get to make sure more people complete it? So you mentioned that um, you've made some updates around that whole course completion area. Can you kind of delve into that a little bit more in terms of how LearnDash helps with that?
0: <clears throat> sure. Um, so for a long time, and this was across the industry, especially in WordPress, the online course space and when your experience of taking online course was a lot like being on a web page. Um, there were elements that helped that were conducive to online learning. and That was great. Uh, but there were still distractions there, especially when it came to uh, simple things like the navigation at the top of the page, for example, or so many sites use, um, you know, pop ups or something that are going to you know, want an opt in address. And so, you know, maybe you click to another lesson and the pop up comes up and there's all these other distractions that we wanted to remove, um, but not completely completely. Uh, separate from the branding and the business side of, you know, of the business owner of the website. So we created focus mode, which takes a learner from the online course. Like when they're looking at the course page, they click into a lesson and now you're taken to a new environment and the environment gets rid of all the distractions, put your navigation in the left-hand side, your content in the right. Um, The spacing has been uh, very intentionally thought out. Um, it's easy to, you know, we're not, we didn't create this concept of, you know, having this full screen learning experience, but ours is definitely the best because we looked at what was out there and what they weren't doing. Right. And we also what they were doing, right. And enhanced upon it. And right now it's the most modern learning experience that you can have online. What I love about it is that you can easily pop in and out of focus mode. So what this does to a learner is they come to a course page And they click in a lesson. And when the environment changes, it changes their mindset. They're like, okay, I'm not cruising a website anymore. I'm learning content. And then when they need to get out, they just can easily use a breadcrumb or click on the course title. And then boom, they're right back on the website, which creates a very seamless experience, which is great for a business owner or whoever's offering the online course, uh, because this portal is actually branded and can be branded. Colors can be chosen. Logos can be chosen. So it's conducive to the entire business or course offering.
2: Well, I, I love that idea in terms of the whole focus mode because really, like taking any type of anything online, the opportunity for distraction is huge. So it's cool that you give the learners that opportunity. Cool. Thank you. Jonathan.
1: So um, I think one of the things I've been really impressed with is the UX design. You know, um, I think in some ways, um, in general, all the all the WordPress um plug-in providers in the learning management space. I think they were slightly falling behind some of the SaaS platforms. One, I think probably Kajabi comes to mind, but I, I think with your um, update, you've really pushed UX design to a different level. Was that one of the main things that you were focusing on and took a lot of time to work
0: on? Yeah, Jonathan, it was. Um, that was something when we were, we had phone calls with our with our customers before we ventured into the design or the redesign, I should say, uh, to feel out some of their pain points and what those were. And they echo what you say. It was sometimes difficult to find where certain settings were. Um, they were confused by certain settings. And this is also, uh, this is the back end. And then on the front end too, from a learner perspective, uh, the UX UI design, which is kind of where focus mode uh, was born out of. I also realized that we needed to get out of our own way. We know e-learning extremely well, but we're not experienced instructional designers, experienced designers in the term of software development. So that's why we brought in two firms to help with this. We brought in Tenup, who's really well known in the WordPress space, and we brought in 3.7 Designs and they implemented LearnDash at the University of Michigan. And with all three of our minds together, we created this experience both on the back end and the front end that we feel um, is cutting edge and a lot easier to use. And the response, like I said, has been, um, has, has been positive. And it's not just what people say, it's in the number of support tickets that come in. You know, we're seeing that we're fielding less uh, about navigation. You know, less tickets are coming about asking where certain settings are. It's more about, um, you know, performing higher level tasks. Mm. Over to you, Cindy
2: so how do you, you know you really highlighted some key things that you you did in your update this time around so how did you- how did you go what was your process to decide what you would include in your update and what you would you know, either defer or just not bother doing?
0: It's funny when it started as the scope was actually smaller uh it was only going to be the back end we we wanted to redo some of the builders our builders even before the update some of the most advanced, not just in WordPress, but in SaaS platforms as well. And meaning, like one example would be a lot of the um, builders that are out there, you can't reuse your content. So when you create a lesson in LearnDash, you can pop that lesson into any course without having to create a copy or clone the content or just do any rework. Um, and it, it can be in different orders in the course. So it's, it's really independent. And, and that goes for quizzes and quiz questions and, and topics and all that. So we were going to focus on the builders. That was kind of the main thing. We really wanted to create a great course building experience. But then as we started talking uh, as a team, we thought, you know, there's also comments about the front end templates being dated. And that was certainly uh, true. And a lot of we were able to maybe not address that initially because so many great theme providers and other plugin providers created solutions that really made it look beautiful. So you could use LearnDash in one of those. And the experience was nice. Uh, but we decided at this point, we're like, you know, if three, you know, 3.0 is going to be big, why don't we go real big? And that was, uh, that was kind of the goal uh, initially. And, um, we did have to tone back the scope a little bit. So there's one thing that didn't make it in that we're definitely going to be doing and addressing that we haven't gotten to. It would have pushed out the release another eight months, I feel like, but it was the, um, uh, a quiz builder. So we got a course builder. We got a, uh, cert, uh, sorry, a quiz builder, a course builder. We don't have a certificate builder. And that's what I really want to address next. But we figured, you know, right now that's fine. We, we have a way to create a certificate. We can get to that. So uh, that's, uh, so we did have to cut back scope a little bit, but it actually became bigger from the original idea.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Once you start thinking about making changes, it can balloon for sure. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan.
1: So, Justin, what were some of the biggest hurdles that come up during the project then?
0: Um, the stressor for me was the timeline. We ran into just more things during testing, which is ultimately good because our release was really smooth. Uh, but we, we thought we were going to release in, a, like, best-case scenario, end of January, worst-case in February. Uh, we released in May. That was stressful for me because I'm big on communicating with our customers and kind of the people that are active in our groups and, and letting them know, okay, this is, what, you know, this is what we're doing. This is our timeline. This is kind of the time frame. I remember I told people, oh, Q1 will be out, like for sure. And I told them that late last year and <laughs> we went past Q1 and everybody was like, where is it? Where is it? And um, yeah, it, just, it caused me a little uh, personal anxiety uh, because I, I don't like letting people down. Hmm. Uh, but the project in terms of, you know, we we did have a lot of testing going on with the builders. We did some really big things because the builders are built using React. And we didn't have that before in, in our software. And as a result, just required a lot of testing about how that integrated with what we are currently doing. And yeah, we found a lot, a lot of things popping up. So testing was a bear for this. Um, we did two beta rounds and then two release candidate rounds as well. Before we uh, pressed go, um, so there wasn't any one like huge fire or crazy thing that was like we couldn't get over. It was because the changes were so extensive, it required so much testing and it felt like for a while every time we tested it, we were like, "Oh shoot, there's something there or that's conflicting with uh, this other particular feature. Or, this template isn't working with <laughs> with it in, with this particular WordPress theme. So, um, yeah, that was my general feeling overall, but uh, I'm happy to be on the other side of the finish line now. <laughs> I bet you are.
1: All right, we're going to go for our break, folks. When we come back, we're going to be delving more into Learn Dash 3.0 and also going to be asking Justin how he sees the learning industry, um, some of the trends he thinks are coming up anyway in general. We'll be back in a few moments, folks.
0: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
1: We're coming back. I've had a great discussion with Justin. He seems relieved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Can you tell? (laughs) I can't actually, but uh, I'm a lot more at
0: ease now. You know, I'm getting, I'm leaning. I'm just having, yeah, I'm having a good time. It's Friday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Over to you, Cindy. Uh,
2: Again, I'm just going to drill down a bit in terms of some of the upgrades that you talked about. So you you said you talked about the course builder and the quiz builder. Can can you tell tell us a little bit more about what that looks like and what that you know, what the ex- user experience would will be like for them?
0: Yeah, so th- one thing we wrestled with with the builders was do we create a builder experience that's kind of like focus mode, where when you go into it it, it, it takes over your screen and then you're focused on building your course. And there's compelling arguments for that direction. Um, we decided ultimately against it because it felt a little too anti wordpress uh, i didn't like the idea of hijacking the whole admin, so what we ultimately settled on was creating it within Gutenberg, so it has a very Gutenberg feel and but it's really clean and, and easy on the right hand side, so it's like it looks like an app, but you still have like the the admin um, menu items on your left so you're not really like leaving anywhere, so you still feel comfortable where you are. We separated. The builder aspect, which could be like adding, you know, you add your lessons, you add, um, we, call, we call them topics, which are underneath lessons. All the stuff can be renamed and learn extra modules or whatever. But we have lessons. So you have your course, you create sections, you put lessons in your sections, you can divide your lessons up into topics. You can assign quizzes at any one of these levels, all drag and drop, just kind of click a button, give it a title, drag it into place. And so you have that screen. Then we kind of have like a tabbed approach where all the settings for the builder, for the course, so the course level settings, if you want, um, for example, we have like a forced linear progression, but if you want to open it up so people can go to any lesson in any order, you would do that on, you know, the settings side of things. And I want to point out like all our settings, every single setting we went through and gave it new help text, text, help text, And new labels, if it needed it. Like we had a label, this is kind of a smaller example, but it's actually been really helpful in helping people wrap their mind around it. We had one called price type, which seems natural for a course, like what's the price type? But people are struggling, rightfully so, because there was buy now, free, open, closed. So we changed it to access mode. And that seems to resonate more with people. What's the access mode that you want? And then for each one of those, it just has a nice description right underneath. And that in itself, I mean, we used to get a lot of questions about the differences, and I don't see any anymore. Um, So that's the course. And we did something similar with the quiz. Quiz Builder is a little bit more um, advanced because just quizzes in general. But within the Quiz Builder, you can not only just create your questions, but you can change your question type, put different answer selections, choose more popular settings from within the actual question. Um, That's an option. Or... You can go and create a bunch of questions independent of a quiz, come to create a quiz and drag in your questions if you want to do it that way. So you have like a huge question bank and you can just rifle those questions in the spin up and assessment. So um, I, those are really impressive and they're, they're really smooth. And actually since the release, we haven't heard anything about um, something not working in terms of the functionality of the builders, which has been great. Awesome.
2: Sounds like it's a lot more user friendly for your clients as well.
0: I think so. Yeah. And I know so. And when I compare it to our old builders, which a little bit more confined into like a WordPress post uh, with the Gutenberg feel and approach, it does look very app-like within WordPress. It's kind of cool. It's certainly nobody else is doing it. Um, When 10Up, 10up was responsible for a lot of that design. And when they came in, they really uh, pushed the envelope on, you know, what we can imagine with the new editor in WordPress. Awesome. Cool. Thank
2: you. You're right. of-
1: yeah, so <clears throat> I think that's been one of the areas that I wanted to discuss with you because you kind of linked it with Gutenberg quite a bit where with most of my clients, we're still utilize <clears throat> most of the clients we're using Animator um, and we have some projects using Beaver Builder. Mm-hmm. So how, how does the update work with some of these leading page builders? Because we, unfortunately, we seem to be in, I won't say confusing times, but um, changing times. Because I don't know what your opinion is. I think Gutenberg's moved on quite a lot. But I don't think it's that... Still up to the standard of Animator, and the Animator's team are really pushing the envelope themselves quite drastically, aren't they? Yeah, yeah So, yeah, so you've got a lot of choice out there, haven't you? How, you, how, how do you see Learn Dash coping with the plus leading page builders? Uh, yeah. How do, you, well, how do you see that playing that, out?
0: That's a great question. Um, before the update, so pre 3.0, people still used Elementor and Beaver Builder with LearnDash, to structure their content. You can still do that um, with LearnDash. We're still built on custom post types. I mean, the builder itself, you create your structure and all that. But when you go to edit the lesson, sure, it's in uh, Gutenberg. So you could choose that. But if you had like Beaver Builder installed, you could launch the lesson page in Beaver Builder and start adding your content and and formatting it that way too. Um, And that, one thing that I wanted to be sure that was true is that you could use these page builders and it would apply to focus mode as well. Cause I knew people are going to, I know people love them. That's rightfully so. They do great things and make it so easy to create a beautiful looking page. And in the same respect, a beautiful looking lesson uh, in the structure of the content. So people can use that to create their lesson. And then when it's launched in focus mode, it's going to retain all that, that page builder um, aspect. As well. Now, when I say Gutenberg, the Gutenberg feel, I, I mean more than just the blocks when creating content. On pages that are even our settings, it just has a very Gutenberg setting feel. The toggles, it's clean. Um, the drop downs are consistent UI, UX with Gutenberg. That said, it does work with Classic Editor, and I think it looks actually pretty good with Classic Editor, too. It
1: does. I agree with you. Over to you, Cindy.
2: So um, you just launched your 3.0. How, when did you do it specifically?
0: Uh, May 28th.
2: May 28th. So surely, you know, it's the internet. There's, a, there, there's going to be something coming up next. So what, uh, what do you anticipate will be kind of the next evolution of the online learning?
0: Online learning. Um, in WordPress or just in general?
2: Well, it, it kind of, uh, I, I would say in WordPress in terms of uh, functionality, but also just in general.
0: I think I'll speak to WordPress, but it's not necessarily like just online learning. I think it's kind of what we're seeing in WordPress, and that's um, quicker path from A to B. So when somebody's creating an online course site you know using Learn Dash, they have to think about okay, I'm going to install Learn Dash and I'm going to create my courses and all that, but I'm going to pick a theme and i put my theme in there. I'm going to put WooCommerce on there as well and, and, and do things like that. You know, you're kind of cobbling together some things, which is great. That's why we use WordPress. So we have that flexibility. However, there's not, that's not to say there isn't a method to help people, you know, connect those dots a little quicker. And I'll give an example. And it's a little bit of a shameless plug. is just this week, we um, teamed up with Astro Theme and they created a one-click import for an entire LearnDash site. So, if you have LearnDash installed, and uh, I think like our course grid add on, which is free, and use the free Astro theme, and you go to their site importer and you choose the LearnDash template, you get a full site with pre populated courses already there. So, you can either just recycle out the content if you want. Um, That's an example of what I mean in the WordPress space and of helping people get the A to B. You know, they can still toggle out and switch off settings and put in new plugins, but they're not having to do it like one step at a time, we're completing the first 10 steps for them. Um, yeah, so that would be in the WordPress side. And I think that's probably true for more than just the e-learning plugins. But from what I've seen, uh, LMS plugins are incredibly, they're always using very uh, complex situations. Everybody defines a learning program differently. So they need different features. They wanna have a different user experience. Um, some of them uh, may seem counterintuitive, but it's, uh, that's just the nature of the beast. In the e-learning space, I think we're going to start seeing, and I hope that we're helping or we're kind of in this vein, we're going to start seeing SaaS providers, um, plugins or whatever, be more bold in what they feel like the best learning experience would be. Be less generic. That was what we're trying to do with focus mode. We said, look, this is what we feel uh, a learner should go through. Um, If you look at like Teachable, they have their own kind of course delivery and You know, they're kind of being bold saying this is what we feel a course, um, a learner should experience, but they're not the only ones with that. You know, Thinkific has one too, and there's a spattering of others. And so now it's about who has that methodology, who's got that right methodology and the best presentation and most flexibility for the admin, the person setting up the course, and then um, for the student. And so it's, more, it's becoming more of um, a higher level conversation, really. It's not just, hey, I can create a course. It's like, oh, I can create a course. And actually, this is the best way to deliver the course. That's the way I see uh, this industry going.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I, I think the e-learning industry is really in its infancy of, of you know, how, how this type of medium should be delivering information or content like that. So it'll be interesting to see where, if different people are kind of de- taking different routes, what, where they'll end up. So Jonathan. Yeah, I think it
0: would be cool. It's nice when people like kind of put a flag in the ground and say, like, this is yeah. what we believe, And, uh, you yeah, know, I think it'll, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that.
2: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Jonathan?
1: Yeah um I just wanted to see if you I've got this feeding and I just want to see if you think I might be on the right track here um obviously marketing has become a bit of a buzzword you know um, um you know with giving an individual kind of marketing message to different groups i see the possibility in the coming period of a customizable learning experience um, based on choices that people do inside a course that the actual experience is kind of semi-customized for every individual student. Do you think you see that as a possibility? Or would you agree that that might be coming up?
0: I agree. I agree. I think that's a very astute assessment of what's going on in the space. Um, we see it a little bit and, and like even today we can create some degree of a specialized learning path in learn dash, but not maybe to the level of the marketing um, the, the way the marketers and the, and the marketing industry has really kind of perfected that um, right now to, to do that, to get a very custom learning experience in WordPress and like with learn dash um, it's some high level stuff that you might need like you use like an infusion soft and then connect it with uh, you know, if there's so many plugins out there to connect these CRMs with, Learn Dash and WordPress, and you can trigger off different uh, emails and learning paths and things like that based on behaviors within the courses. Uh, But you're absolutely right. I think that needs to be made easier. I think it will be made easier. And then I think it's, I don't think it's expected right now, but what we're going to see is people starting to expect that ability when creating a course um, to make it a little bit more custom, maybe less universal. yeah, I mean, we see that just in education in general. So I, I could see the technology trying to um, follow on to that trend.
1: Oh, that's great. I think we're going to wrap up the um, podcast part of the show. Uh, hopefully, Justin can stay on for another 10 minutes. And you'll be able to see the bonus content and the whole interview on our YouTube channel. Um, that's the quickest way to see the interview in general or the great people we interview and then you'll be able to listen to the podcast on that on iTunes we'll be back next week with another great guest like Justin um Cindy would you like to um, tell people how they can find out more about you and what you're up to
2: sure so if you're looking for a little extra help to to get your online course created and out there um you can visit me at com. that's
1: great and Justin how do they find out more about you and your
2: company?
0: Yeah, I'm going to encourage people to go to learn-dash.com slash three, just the number three, learn-dash.com slash the number three. You'll be able to read about and watch the video all about Learn-Dash 3.0.
1: That's great. And I know a friend of mine, Adam from WP Crafters, has done some great educational videos yes. on the update. And I suggest if you're interested, go and have a look at those as well. Um, he does a great job. And um, I, I think he did a great um, walkthrough on some of the key functionality. We'll be back next week with another great guest, folks. We'll see you soon. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.